are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. This is Beth, along with my buddy, Dr. Scott Clitheroe. Welcome to another episode of A Healthier View. We are so glad you joined us. We just love our listeners. Scott, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Beth. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Oh my gosh, you sound so happy. (laughs) Oh, you know, it's good to be alive. It's um, stressful times, but you know, you take it one day at a time and and do the best you can and be grateful for what you have, you know, it's a lot to be grateful for. So one of those things is working with you and knowing you. Oh, you're so sweet. You know, I know when we spoke earlier, you had mentioned that you're seeing a lot of COVID patients recently. (laughs) And with that, um, some of your patients, you know, passing, which is what we're going to be talking about in Mm -hmm. today's show, as our topic is grieving, you know, we've known each other for such a long time, but I want to know how does this or how has COVID affected your psyche as a physician? Oh boy, that's a great question. It, you know, I, it's, it's been very stressful and um, at, at the best of times, it's, it's made me so, it's reinforced how grateful and privileged I am to be a physician, to be, to be with patients and their families at times of stress and to help them get better. Um, there's no greater honor in my mind and I'm so uh, again, privileged to, to be able to do that. Um, at the worst of times, it's frustrating when folks seem to want to listen to, you know, non-medical folks, non-scientific folks for their information, um, Mm -hmm. for, you know, that, um, to be doubted for my, um, motives and my, um, you know, ulterior motives and whatnot, uh, you know, questioned, integrity at times, you know, that's frustrating, but I I know that happens to a lot of people, but that doesn't happen very often, but it has happened more during this time than others. So I would say that it's been, it's just been more stressful because, you know, obviously now I'm in harm's way when I'm seeing patients and I'm, you know, want to stay safe and keep my family safe. So it's been difficult, but um, that's what I trained for. And, 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 you know, that's what I do. So Overall, it's been, uh, I'm glad I've been here. I'm glad I've been able to help. Be a part of that, you know, and thank you for sharing that, that, you know, that was pretty profound. And, you know, I want to bring on our very special guest right now, um, Jasmine Jenkins. Um, Jasmine is an integrative grief guide and founder of Fall Up. And Fall Up is a healing space that supports people navigating the spectrum of grief with one-on-one guidance, mentorship, community circles, and healing ceremonies as she brings her clients into the challenges within the grief journeys. Jasmine believes that healing is a co-creative process, and it's truly her deepest joy to support each person she works with and welcoming grief as a profound invitation to growth and transformation. And, you know, wow, that was, that was beautiful and powerful. And I just got this warm, cozy feeling over me. And Jasmine, welcome to A Healthier View. We are so honored to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you both for the invitation. It's a joy to be here with both of you. And thank you for your shared courage and being willing to have a conversation about grief. Oh, this is again, an important topic always, but especially now with everything that people are going through and, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, Jasmine, to start off, you know, did, did you, you know, we all have our moments of grief with, uh, have there been moments in your life where you've, you know, had to, you've experienced grief and had to deal with it. And was that part of what led you to this, I think, such a rewarding uh, professional career? Absolutely. You know, my first <clears throat> entry point with significant grief was when I was 15, I lost my mom to cancer. And then uh, 10 years later, my only sibling and brother um, ended his own life. So within a span of 10 years, I lost uh, most of my family. And um, I'm incredibly grateful that my remaining family member, my father was a huge proponent of my getting into healing um, at a relatively early age. So I've been on a very intentional healing path um, for almost two decades. And it was really when I arrived at the place where I was no longer burdened by my grief, that I received the spiritual calling um, to be in support of others um, who are on that the grief journey. And honestly, Scott, the, the grief journey never ends. As long as we're here, mm-hmm. we will have grief. But yeah. what I support my clients in remembering is that they have the power to move through whatever is on their path. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. You know, Jasmine, I believe that when we begin to integrate all of our thoughts, whether that be from a bad or good experience, we begin to anchor kind of a ceremony of sorts into our daily experience. It's like we're shedding old skins and forming new ones. And due to the neuroplasticity of our brains, we're constantly in this delicate phase of rewiring our nervous system, which can be difficult for so many people. But do you find that when people reach out to you, are they centered or are they more scattered looking for answers and don't know how to deal with grief? You know, Beth, it, it varies. Um, I would say most people come to me with a certain level of awareness. They have an awareness that they're in a place where they have, they have some sense of being stuck or some sense of being overwhelmed. And they know that they need to receive support in order to move forward. Um, But I also have people come to me kind of somebody else has pushed them to come to me and they're more in that scattered place. And I remind all of my clients and community members that everything belongs when we're working together. You know, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we don't yet live in a society that gives us the permission to grieve for really longer than a week, right? Especially when we're talking about grief related to death. Um, so that truth of everything belongs and that you belong in your grief, even in your grief, right. Um, is a really important value to uphold, um, in my sessions and in my circles, um, because we have to be reminded of that, that we're worthy of honoring our hearts so that they can heal. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, just to kind of back up, I mean, how do you, you know, what is your working definition of grief or grieving? I mean, you know, there. Uh, When I think of it, you know, I think of grief, I think of sadness, but it's more than that, obviously. And so can you give our listeners kind of an idea of how you approach that word or that concept? Yes, absolutely. So I personally define grief as a complex, multi-layered emotional experience. And I believe that grief can take root. It's not always associated with death. You know, we have those everyday transitions Um, and unmet expectations that can also create grief. Um, And grief is many different, it can be many different emotions. Grief has many different faces. And 
the reality is, as you know full well with your front row seat to COVID, uh, Scott, this is um, this situation, this pandemic uh, that we have been living through as a world since March of 2020 has um, brought us all into presence with grief, right? Those people that would have previously said, oh, I don't, I don't know what grief is, um, or they, they would have looked at me like I had four heads before. Um, for the most part, people are pretty aware because of this unique time that we're living in, that grief is a natural part of our human experience. We still have a lot of room to grow, though, in terms of how we relate to that natural part of our human experience. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, it's almost like letting go of old stories and old programs and downloading new internal emotional programs. And I think it's essential to ground the experience from negative into this human reality and perhaps, you know, eventually feel the ability to grow and see the beauty that this growth can bring us. And I also believe that being gentle with ourselves is an important part of the grieving phrase. You know, seriously, I just think you have to be gentle with yourself. So Jasmine, why do you think so many people are afraid of grief? Well, grief brings up um, the the one truth that we know to be true for all of our human experiences is that we're all going to die. And the reality is that grief is not just death. As I said just a moment ago, grief has many different faces, and yet we avoid it because it brings up our mortality and it reminds us that all of the people that we love will also die. And in this human experience, we really have an invitation to get more and more comfortable with letting go so that when it is our time to officially let go of these body clothes, as the poet Mary Oliver called them, we will hopefully be more at peace with that than resistant to that reality. Yeah. Yeah. You've touched on it earlier. I mean, I, I have actually, unfortunately, heard heard a physician tell a patient's wife that um it was that they were it was time to stop grieving and it was a complex story but you know something like that just kind of blew me away I mean you know and I know that it's not very common fortunately but you know you mentioned about the grieving process taking years and years is there is there a time when and I totally agree but is there a time when a, a person should start to think that maybe they need to step up their counseling you know in other words the grieving process is different for everybody else, but what, is there signs that a person's grieving may be taking on more of a, I don't want to say, I, I say pathological, but that may not be the right word, just, you know, more of a detrimental, de- detrimental path that they need to start seeking further counseling? Well, yes, there, there can definitely be indicators, and sometimes those indicators show up as um, people acting out in addiction or people really, especially in a family system where maybe you are living together and you have more of um, an up-close view into your family members' lives. If you're noticing patterns of stuckness, if you're noticing patterns of self-destruction, um, isolation, so really looking for um, those indicators, those are really clear ways uh, to know that a person needs help. But honestly, I believe that we all have the capacity to be more intuitive. Mm -hmm. And um, ultimately, we know when we need help. It's just so often there is shame around asking Mm. for help. 
And what I really like to support my clients and community members in remembering, if not knowing ultimately, is that there is nothing to be ashamed of when you're asking for help Mm. um, to heal and going back to your early and everything to be proud of for that matter, right? That you want to invest in your heart and your life and going back to your earlier question, the reality is that if, when we're talking about grief as it relates to death, as long as that person that we loved is dead, we're going to have grief. It's mm-hmm. just how do we relate to that grief? Does, yeah. Is that grief a cloud that follows us wherever we go? Or is it a garden? You know, mm-hmm. and a grief only becomes a garden when we take the time to get quiet and pause and reflect into what the the gifts are through that loss, through that yeah. letting go. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that garden. I'll take the garden over the cloud, I'll tell you. It's <laughs> beautiful, beautiful metaphor. I love that. You know, you just have such a calm spirit about you, Jasmine, and I love that. I, I, I need to kind of get more into my Zen, um, and that's actually <laughs> a goal of mine. But, um, you know, and all the wisdom keepers on our planet have repeatedly told us to just be, and that just kept on kind of going through my head And when we were, you know, when I was listening to you talk. But even one of the greatest songs of all times, Let It Be, tells us this. And for me, <laughs> this makes sense in how we heal ourselves and how we heal our world, but just being requires us to be still, to move into that space of feeling, allowing and receiving, which I would think would would be an important part of the grieving process. But Jasmine, obviously, I'm not a professional when it comes to this. And I really want to know about the method you use to support your clients. Can you share that with us? Sure. So you mentioned that my my business, Fall Up, is um, it's a healing space. And Fall Up is also the name of the method that I use that I was gifted from the divine to support my clients and my core teaching and belief is that grief is an invitation to growth and transformation. Mm. Um, so grief invites us to, it's really a mirror um, and it invites us to really look at ourselves and to look at the full human experience that sometimes we avoid, but something like death or tragedy um, will bring up front and center. So The follow-up method is comprised of four invitations. Um, The first invitation is the invitation to pause. So as you just spoke to Beth, you know, we really have to get quiet and get still in order to recenter ourselves, in order to come back into our hearts. And, you know, grief teaches us many different things when we're willing to learn from her. Do you want to personify uh, grief? And that really starts, those lessons start to come in when we pause. And the second invitation is the invitation to breathe. You know, I teach that mm. our breath is not just, and you know this, Scott, because you're, you're seeing the impact on uh, COVID on the lungs and the body. Um, and the breath is not just an anchor to support us in it from a spiritual standpoint, but it's also a technology that we can leverage to alchemize mm. through our feelings. And The truth of the matter is that traditional Chinese medicine teaches us that grief is held in our lungs. So the more present that we can be with our breath, in turn, the more present that we can be with our lives. And 
Um, I really believe that as we breathe, so we live. Um, so the pause, the breath, and then the third and fourth invitations within the follow-up method um, are the invitation to feel, which is often the invitation that most people avoid. You know, mm. you hear people saying, well, I've been working with this grief for 10 years, but have you been working with yeah. it for 10 years or have you been avoiding it for 10 years? So really permission, um, you use the word gentleness earlier, Beth, and I'm a huge proponent of that, bringing gentleness into the feelings, remembering that feelings are just information about the state of our heart. Um, so they're a beautiful sort of weather map for what's going on. And we can use our breath to move through the feelings, they become a lot less overwhelming. And then the last invitation is the invitation to heal. You know, all of our grief is completely unique. It's as unique as our DNA, right? So right. our healing, our grief healing and integration journeys are going to be uniquely our own. And when we set ourselves up with the pause, the breath and the feeling, um, we really come into presence with, okay, this is what my healing journey is meant to look like. And that's something that I'm moving through with my um, community members right now is what is your grief calling you to create? Because you know that you're in a healing place with your grief when you're asking yourself what it's calling you to create or who or what you are called to become through your grief. Um, because it is a portal for growth and transformation if you allow for it to be and you don't run away from it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, fall up is what we do when we meet our grief as an invitation to grow and transform. And it is a joy to see my clients and community members falling up every day. Wow, that's beautiful. I just got this concept of a math. My mind kind of got blown by a math formula, Jasmine, because I mean, we all go through grief. So if we all as humans can use that grief at, at, when we finally get to the healing stage, if we can use it to transform part of the world around us, wh what power that could be for the greater good of everybody. I mean, talking about turning a negative into a positive, that's kind of, it's almost mind boggling. If you think about the power that folks like you can, can help people, you know, transform this grief into a healing process that can then change the world. Thank you. And thank you for seeing that and for understanding that because that's the truth. You know, why, why be ashamed of our hearts for loving something or loving yeah. someone so much? Um, instead, as I remind my community of, instead, be proud, be proud mm -hmm. that your heart loves something so much, yeah. that you love someone so much and that you will always have that love. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. So celebrate that and love that and leverage that to, like you just said, to bring some growth and, and beauty into your community, into your family. Yeah, That's beautiful. You know, you have two websites, Jasmine, which both are phenomenal websites with a message of kindness and growth. And I encourage everyone to look at them and we will have them on your show's landing page for audience to view. But one sentence really stuck out with me I and mean, it really sticks with me. And that is we pause, we breathe, we feel, we heal together. We fall up often in ways we never thought possible. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I love that statement. So Jasmine, yeah. how did you come up with the name fall up and what does that term fall up mean to you? Um, well, it was kind of um, a, a process of ideation. I was supported um, by some um, lovely women who believed in my vision. Um, this was several years ago in New York. We had 
I remember the the coffee meeting that we had in Brooklyn and we were sort we were ideating and um, these women, um, one of them named Erica really helped me come into presence with, mm. you know, instead of falling apart um, or allowing the falling apart to lead to falling up, because um, we have to give ourselves permission to fall apart sometimes in order to mm. fall up. Um, so I, I do work in the shamanic spaces and, you know, sometimes the paradoxes um, holds the, the real wisdom. And I believe that, you know, dialectal behavior therapy teaches us about contrary action and to practice um, giving yourself the permission to fall apart so you can fall up is, is a big part of what we do um, and to not judge wherever you are in your journey and just to continue bringing compassion to it. So um, it was ideation um, rooted in a vision and um, we have to take action, right? And that's a big part mm. of why my business isn't called, you know, Jasmine Jenkins, uh, so, uh, whatever it's um, I, because it's so much bigger than me. Um, yeah. And it's really, this is a heart led business and grief is a matter of the heart and it's a spiritual process. Mm. So we have to open ourselves up to that so that we can be ultimately more and more present with this beautiful life that we're able to live through right now. Wow. That's wonderful. I mean, do you work, uh, do you work with hospices? I mean, do you, I'm sure you have multi, a multi-layered uh, organizational, uh, you know, construct, but who, how do you get your clients? Um, Most of it is word of mouth. Um, really? I'm connected wow. to a lot of communities. I'm based in California and I'm mm. really um, blessed and, and lucky to be connected to a lot of strong um female founded communities, Mm -hmm. just being a female entrepreneur myself. Mm -hmm. So through my, um, my presence in those communities and people trusting me, that's where I get a lot of my clients from. And then I've also been on um, a fair amount of other podcasts. So that also helps as well. Um, But yeah, I, I don't just, just to clarify, I don't just work with people who are dealing with the grief that comes from death. I also support people who are going through the profound grief of a divorce, which is its own sort of death and Mm -hmm. a breakup. So I really honor the full spectrum of grief and um, it's a joy to, to watch the, those who are willing to grow through it, grow through it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have met you a a few years ago, but you know, you were just talking and Scott, I had to think back to us you know, we both lost our parents fairly recently. Your dad passed yeah. away a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. my mom died in January, 2020. And yes, it was hard. And I think about her every day, but for me, having a solid framework and respect for the circle of life and that yeah. very process was essential for me to optimize my journey, my mom's life and to heal with positive grieving. So mm-hmm. I really hope our listeners take advantage of this. Cause I mean, you know, Jasmine, you're, you're amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I think about them every day, you know, and it's funny. I thought about your four stages and I knew we were, uh, me and my brother and sister were, you know, and maybe the healing process when we could start to laugh, we would cry, but laugh and think about all the great times and how wonderful he was and all that and be there for our mom. But, you know, it's just, um, essentially those stages really, they, I guess they kind of overlap, don't they? They, 
you kind of come going back and forth sometimes, but um, I, we definitely had that feeling stage for sure. I, I think that's beautiful for sure. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, they're also, you know, those, the invitations are there to support um, really to support the individual as they move beyond our time yeah. working together. So they're yeah. really a reference point and um, they help my clients remember their power, remember, yeah. oh, wait, I have the power to do all of these things, yeah. you know, so. The, the cultural, I mean, cultural differences in, gr- in the grieving process, again, I'm thinking mostly about death, but I'm sure it applies to other things that obviously, I'm sure very, very profound. And, and is that, have you noticed that? And is that impactful in, in what you do as far as adjusting or maybe changing your approach to different cultures that you come across and work with different ethnicities, if you will? Absolutely. And that's where, when I am supporting a client who is in that place of preparing, either preparing for a loved one to die slash transition, um, or, um, somebody or that person uh, has come to me because they've recently lost a loved one. Mm. I like to ask um, if there's any way that, you know, they, sometimes we will practice making um, an altar and Mm. I will support them in creating rituals and in those practices of altar creation and rituals. um, Of course, I honor the origin points of those two different practices and also ask, um, the client that I'm supporting, if there's any way in which their heritage can be honored um, in either of those practices. Oh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Well, Jasmine, I mean, this has been so, uh, again, inf- in- interesting and informational, but um, how do you, It's. I mean, you sound, you're very connected, I can tell, but does it ever get overwhelming for you? Do you ever, do you have to take a break and and maybe pause. I mean, how do you, how do you take care of yourself? We're really interested in, in that on this show. So any, any hints or suggestions or just the, your story about how you take care of yourself, both physically and emotionally would be really interesting. Such a beautiful question. And, you know, I, I truly believe that those that are teaching, they, we teach the best, what we have to continue embodying. So my mm-hmm. follow-up method is a gift for me too. So I use the pause the breath, the feeling and the healing in between client sessions. And, um, you know, I often will stand in front of, I have a window that gets amazing sunshine in the afternoon. And, um, I use different, um, sorts of like, I'll use a Palo Santo in between clients and just stand in the sunshine. And Mm -hmm. I have practices for giving my clients and their stories back to the divine. So they don't, um, take up space within, my life um, beyond Mm. our sessions. So trusting that they're being held in between our times of meeting. And I also am a huge proponent of flower essences. Um, Mm. There's a beautiful brand called Lotus Way based out of Arizona. Um, And I love using flower essences to support my energetic space. And there's a whole science. I don't know if either of you are familiar with um, flower essences, but there's a whole science to flower essences, um, either spraying, or taking them as a tincture, your body is receiving the vibrational imprint of the flower. And so it's a way to clear, cleanse, and also re-energize you throughout the day. Fascinating. Now, I'm not familiar with that at all. Beth, have you heard of that? I'm very into the frequencies and I'm very kind of, I'm getting into that. Obviously the the Palo Santo, I know of all about that, but (laughs) I would love to talk 
passes or have you back on to talk about yeah. the healing frequencies and energies. And cause I'm really diving into that and have the past couple of years. So, uh, oh my gosh, Jasmine, I'd love to have you back on, but you know, my last question for you is if you could leave our audience with any message as they move through their own unique grief journeys, what would you like to share with them? To be proud of their hearts for loving something or someone so much and to release any guilt or shame that you have for having grief, um, to let that go. Like Elizabeth Gilbert, I remember her, um, her saying at some point reading it in the past couple of years that when you watch a snake shed its skin on the path, never does a snake go back to the skin that it shed. And so letting yourself in that same vein, um, letting yourself shed any skin of shame or guilt around your grief journey and allowing yourself to release and heal in a way that is true for you and gentle for your heart, because we can't rush our grief. Um, It is there to ultimately bring us into deeper presence with life. Oh man, that's beautiful. Well, Jasmine, um, I, I, this has been a lot to me and uh, not only at this point in my life, but just, this is so important to me and and the way I try to look at life. So thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Such a joy uh, to be here with both of you. Thank you so much for the invitation and thank you for the work that both of you do in the world. Well, thank you. And and I know we, we definitely want to have you back and maybe you can teach us some more in the future for sure. I'd be honored. Yes. Happy, <laughs> happy. I'd be happy to talk about flower essences or healing energies, whichever way you want to go. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Good. Well, and we will, of course, uh, put on our landing page, uh, you know, links uh, that so folks can find Jasmine and her work. And, and uh, so please look for that. And um, with that, we'll go to this commercial message. I want to get back to being in my community group. I want to continue having a soccer season. So I can throw parties again. <laughs> so I can go to her parties. <laughs> It'd really be nice to dine in instead of getting delivery for a change. So I can feel safe and protected for myself and my students. We each have our own reason for why we're getting vaccinated against COVID-19. What will yours be? Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for information on the COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. We are back. And what a gentle soul Jasmine was. Oh, my gosh. Scott, what was your takeaway from Jasmine's interview? Well, I needed it. Um, I know. You you know, it's been a stressful couple of weeks with Mm -hmm. all the COVID and, um, I've seen my own share of death and dying. So, um, I, I just, her way, her, her manner was personally very centering and, um, I was very in tune to what she was saying. And, and I really just want to reiterate that I really feel like, man, the power, the potential power of turning the grieving process again, whether it's death and dying or any other of of the things that we grieve about in life into a positive that you can use to change your little corner of the world. Oh my God. I mean, how powerful can that be? I mean, that, the mm-hmm. exponential nature of that it's like an explosion. I'm like that really oh, impacted me. Right. I know. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And Incredible. we were talking a little bit during commercial break and you brought that up. I'm like, bring it up, Scott, bring it up in this closing. So, <laughs> you know, and for me, I mean, for me, what Jasmine just really, you know, hit home with me is everything we need is already inside of us. I mean, yeah. we're waiting yeah. for us to awaken to our own inner healer, our own inner guru. And to get there, we need to remember that we all 
need to be gentle with ourselves while grieving. Yes. We all have, you know, those steps to take and, and reach out to professionals for help if need be. Yes, absolutely. Reach out to professionals like Jasmine. Cause you know, again, if you, if you're grieving, that means like she said, congratulations, you have a heart, you know, you yeah. have love, you have love in you mm-hmm. and, and the love, the connections have been a little bit, you know, mis- you know, broken because of that, um, that, that event that you're grieving about, but, you know, look at that as a positive that, Hey, let's find another way to, to work with it. And so, man, that was just, just fantastic. So I, nice. I'm looking forward to another great season. We're off to I a good start. Know. I know we are. And I, I think we have some exciting news that we're on a brand new, you know, venue that people can listen to us. Do you want to tell yes. our audience about that? Yes, we are now on Amazon music's um, platform. Woo-hoo! So if you um, get your podcast through Amazon music, please look us up that way. And, um, and, and, you know, of course, don't forget to like us and please send us comments and suggestions and any criticisms you may have, send those to Beth. No, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> no no seriously any any suggestions we really appreciate we love the feedback and um we love the love right beth we do we love the love and and by the way <laughs> all of your questions matter and your questions yes. demand answers so you can email us at the station with your health questions or request for upcoming shows at info at up to me radio.com um, and you can't email us too often. We would love to hear from you. We're always here for you. And as I say, teamwork makes dream work. So as we <laughs> close this episode, I want to let everyone know that my hope for our audiences while you listen to our shows and to this information is that you find inspiration and know that we're here to support you along this amazing journey. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, have a healthy day. 